Our doctor is in, and so are the doctors of Capital Health. Welcome to the all-new Health 411. Every Sunday morning at 10, Dr. Jonathan Karp, along with our respected panel of guests from Capital Health, take you on an important medical journey to help you navigate your health and the healthcare system. To reach your destination, good health. Health 411 is underwritten by Capital Health. Minds advancing medicine. Capital Health is the region's leader in providing progressive quality patient care with exceptional physicians, nurses, and staff, as well as advanced technology. 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx. Com, proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019, 2021, and 2022 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station, and a winner of the 2023 IBS College Media Award for universities under 10,000 students. We are broadcasting from the Bronx All Digital Studios on the campus of Ryder University in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Welcome to Health 411. I am your host, Professor John. Jonathan Karp. This Health 411 program is presented by Capital Health. In Health 411, we discuss a variety of issues affecting health and wellness, public health, healthcare policy, and the science of health and healthcare. Our goal is to expand your knowledge and perspective about all things health-related. Today, our student producer, Dan Geller, and I are joined by two guests. We're joined by Sharni Moore-Jervis, who is the Dean of the Capital Health Nursing Program, and Sid Holm, who is the Registrar Bursar and Chief Recruiter um, as part of Capital Health Nursing. Welcome to Health 411. Thank you. Um, and so I, I, I don't really who to address this to, but I'm going to ask uh, one of you to sort of, as a way of introduction to anybody who's listening, um, tell us about the Capital Health and Nursing Program and how it came to be at Capital Health, because historically that's not something that is associated with Capital Health. So what I can tell you is um, there was a transition um, in December 2022 that Capital Health acquired uh, the School of Nursing. Uh, we have a, a legacy. It was formerly St. Francis Medical Center School of Nursing that's been in existence since um, 1905. Uh, and so this is a, a new um, endeavor uh, for uh, the Capital Health system. They previously did have a School of Nursing um, some years ago. So uh, this is uh, how this uh, all got started. And so we're, we're happy to be a part of the now Capital Health family. And within the range of, uh, a lot of people look at nursing and they get confused by all the letters, all the different kinds of programs, you know, RNs, uh, LPNs, all blah, blah, blah. There's an alphabet of different kinds of nursing programs. Where are we in the alphabet of nursing? Um, at Capital Health now in terms of education? Okay, so we have um, two programs uh, specifically. So anyone that would graduate from our program would get their RN with a diploma from Capital Health School of Nursing, and they would get an associate from Mercer County Community College in um, associate uh, in science. Uh, we also have a what we call an LPN to RN track uh, where the students have their LPN and they would also obtain their RN um, degree or diploma from the School of Nursing and a, an associate in science in, from Mercer County. So what is the difference between LPN and RN? So the LPN is more of a uh, technical 
uh, nursing, whereas the RN um, is different. You have your, it's a registered nurse versus a licensed practical nurse. However, I wanna make clear that everyone that graduates from our program um, is an RN, a registered nurse, a, a, a completion. Okay, now one of the things that we've addressed in in, the, in this program and um, is the sort of the increasing connections between Capital Health and Rider, and one of those connections is a where students hopefully it will come here. We, Rider actually has an RN to BSN program. So where Absolutely. where do, where do, where does that fit in in the sort of the sequelae of of the nursing education at Capital Health? So um, one of the things is once our students obtain their RN diploma and associate, they can apply to Rider to get their BSN. And we um, actually uh, do have students that do go to Rider and obtain their um, BSN. Um, and one of the caveats is uh, if the student is hired by uh, Capital Health and, and um, our graduates do have the opportunity to apply and we actually have a, um, a career fair day for them to apply. Uh, there is uh, a partnership with Ryder to, for 50% tuition off. Woo. So um, there are uh, lots of benefits to come to our school, get hired by Capital Health and apply to Ryder um, to finish uh, their BSN. Now is part of that I'm assuming, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, that capital health is part of the the trend that's happening national nationally to have eventually all the nurses that are in the hospital be BSNs um, after, in addition to their RNs or after they've had an RN degree. Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, many hospitals want them to have their BSN. However, um, hospitals are hiring nurses that don't have their BSN. But if they're working on it, uh, because remember, we're going through a nursing shortage. So, um, and we're well prepared. Our, our diploma students have probably the most clinical out of any RN program you're going to come across. And when I say that, there are diploma nursing programs, you have associate nursing programs, and you have bachelor's nursing programs. We have the most amount of clinical, so we're well prepared. And that, that was one of the questions I was going to ask is what makes the capital health program special and unique? Why should somebody who's considering that be excited about it? Because the clinical, the cost, um, and we have a legacy. If you remember, I said that this program uh, was acquired. Uh, we've been in existence since 1905. So we have a rich legacy. Uh, we have a great pass rate. Um, and we have a lot of dedicated faculty and, um, we do a great job. And so, and so there is, is part of the puzzle here is the capital health part. There's a rider part to, if you get through this, but there's also a Mercer County community college part brought into that. Is that, is that being maintained as well? Yes. So our students, when they become, we have a cooperative agreement with Mercer County. So our students, uh, once they are accepted to Capital Health, then they have to, um, they have a part they have to do with Mercer County. And this also gives them additional resources. So they have resources through our school, but they also have resources through Mercer County. And I'll, I'll let Sid, you could um, expand on that a little more. 
Sure. What they have, um, they have prerequisite classes that they have to fulfill. And that includes anatomy and physiology one, A and P two, microbiology, psycho uh, introductory psychology, developmental psychology through the lifespan, uh, English composition one, English composition two, uh, intermediate algebra or statistics, ethics, and a high school level chemistry class. Now, if you're an LPN, you also have to have a pharmacy class, a pharmacology class. That's no older than two years. Now, it sounds like a lot, but it's really not. Um, and it's very flexible. These classes can be taken at a community college or they can be taken online. And typically what happens is that I will receive an inquiry from someone who's interested in coming into nursing school. And I have them send me, send me copies of their transcripts, unofficial copies. We evaluate them, let them know which classes that they need and where they can take those classes. Okay, but those are the classes that count towards their AS degree from Mercer County. Excellent. And so what does the I, who is the I, ideal student in terms of age, in terms of background, in terms of everything, gender, or what, what, who are you recruiting? Who, are you, who Who's in the sweet spot? That's an interesting question because the ages vary. I think the oldest student that we've had over the past year was in their mid fifties and the youngest, well, actually we have a young man who was in what's called our extended program. And that's a direct from high school program where you get your classes, your, those prerequisite classes that I spoke about, you attain those in one year, and then you come to um, Capitol Health which means that in three years, you will be an RN. You'll be an RN by the time you're 21, okay? So we guide you through that process. This young man, he is, what is he, about 19, he's 19 or 20. He, should, he might be 20 by now. So he's in really good shape. He'll be an RN this time next year. Excellent. And these are people uh, primarily, I'm assuming, who already live in... Mercer County, or in the, let's say within a geographical region here, or are people coming from other places to enter some of these programs? We have folks who come from Northern Jersey, Southern Jersey, Pennsylvania, um, and even New York in some cases. They will commute. So um, is sort of the nursing curriculum spread, up, spread across both Capital Health campuses, both in Trinan and Hopewell? There is uh, most of the, so we have a central location in Trenton where um, the, the uh, coursework is, is taught. However, clinical could be at uh, the regional medical center. Uh, it could be at Hopewell. Um, and we do use some other clinical facilities. Cool. Um, I want to hear more about this, but I'm getting the signal from Dan. We're going to wrap up this segment, and we'll be right back with Health 411 after some brief underwriting announcements. You're listening to 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Health 411 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? 
How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell, to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties, to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all-new Health 411, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. 107.7 The Bronx, 107.7thebronc.com. We're recording from the Digital Bronx Studios. Welcome back to Health 411. We are continuing our conversation about uh, nursing education as part of a Capital Health nursing program with the Dean of Capital Health nursing program, Charnay Mark Jervis, and the Sid Holmes, who is the bursar recruiter um, registrar of that program. And in the last segment, we heard a little bit of an overview of the program that is new for Capital Health, but it is as a, it, it, Capital Health brought it in as part of its merger with Fran, St. Francis Medical Center. And at the end of the last segment, Dan asked the question, where does the education take place? And we were hearing from, from uh, Dean Moore Jervis that it, it, it's varied. There are some classes that are going to take place um, uh, at the former St. Fa Francis in Trenton. Some are going to take to Capital Health. I'm assuming some are actually going to take place at Mercer County Community College, some of the more liberal artsy kind of courses that were being offered there. And she mentioned that they were clinical. And when somebody says clinical in a nursing program, what does that mean? So that is where they do the skills part of nursing so they learn in the classroom and then the clinical part is basically the practice so they go into the hospitals and they take care of patients and they learn um well they've already learned in their skills lab but they they put into practice uh what they already have learned um and they're supervised of course by a nursing instructor and i have to ask this question because i live in the area and i could end up at capital health medical center right um and, and if somebody comes into the room will i know if that's a an rn an lpn or a student like how would Absolutely. i know <laughs> so students well actually all healthcare uh personnel should identify themselves okay um when they walk in your room they should let you know that they are your nurse for the day um so a student who says to him and i i'm a nursing student and i'm yeah. here to help you blah 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 mm -hmm. and does it give you an option to say look if, yeah. I'm, if i'm not comfortable with a nursing student can i say well i would like whoever's supervising you to be here to make sure you absolutely you, you don't absolutely. do something bad oh so, so that is something reasonable so some not oh yes <laughs> yes absolutely because we want the patients to feel comfortable we yeah, want right. them to feel safe so people, you always have an option um, to um, ask for additional supervision or hopefully not, but to refuse. Okay. Um, but one thing I can say about nursing students is they're very conscientious about what it is they need to do. So they're gonna dot all those I's and cross those T's to make sure that, that what they do for you is correct. And so I'm, I'm gonna ask this, um... I'm a, I, actually, I don't know. Are, are both of you, did you start out as nurses? 
So yes, I am a nurse. Okay. I have been a nurse for over 30 years. I'm also a nurse practitioner. And um, in 2019, I received my doctorate in nursing. So I'm a nurse through and through. Cool. How about, how about um, you, Sid? Are you also I a nurse? Nursing. Yes. No, I am not a nurse. I've had a career um, <laughs> working at various colleges from the University of Pennsylvania, Drexel, DeVry okay. University. My background, I've been a reporter. Um, wow. And I've got a master's in public policy, public cool. administration. So, so, and I'll, and I'll put this out there. What inspired, I can't, I can't say to leave the floor of patient contact and become sort of program directors and go into nursing education, but what inspired you to take this sort of career path? And I don't know. So, um, I went back to school, um, to do something different, um, and I uh, became a nurse practitioner and I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. But while practicing as a nurse practitioner, I also started teaching. And I realized oh. that I enjoyed teaching got people it. what I love doing. And so that's how I got here in education. And um, not sure how I got here in this seat, to be honest. <laughs> um, Cause I never, I never wanted to do this, but again, I enjoy, um, being a part of, um, students becoming nurses. Cool. Were, so that part I enjoy. Were you that, were you also the Dean at St. Francis before the merger? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so it was a seamless, seamless thing, kinds of thing. And, how, and, um, how about you Sid? Is it, was it, was it after, was it your, your healthcare policy business background that got you into working? No, I'm not a, I did not have a background in um, healthcare policy. Oh, okay. I had just uh, basic public administration. Oh, public administration. Okay. But um, I worked in various capacities at at Penn and uh, Drexel in administration, but always gravitated towards students. And then when I was working at DeVry, I was um, director of community relations and student student services and always had contact around students. And I don't know, it's just something I really enjoy because education is the most important thing that we have for young people. And if I get a chance to guide them and get them through, I mean, that's just a positive. I, I love dealing with the students. You're, you're preaching to the choir here. But I, I ask these kinds of questions because neither one of you said, oh, I, you know, I've had this burning desire to be where I am now 20 years ago. Um, and, you know, I just I knew this is where I wanted to end up sort of guiding and running these kinds of edu pro educational programs is you sort of found it as you just kept doing stuff that you liked. You found a good fit and it makes yeah. a, a good career. And I'm assuming both of you are pretty happy in your careers, your career yeah. choices. Yeah. And, and that's something I tell students all the time. You don't have to know exactly what you know, you don't have to know exactly what you're going to do. And sometimes you, you'll find it if you just keep doing Absolutely. stuff you care about. Absolutely. I just knew I wanted to be a nurse and take care of people. There you go. And um, even in this role, I still take care of people. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So, and, so you have a doctorate. Um, yes. We often we have professors here. Almost all of my professors have a PhD, like Dr. Jonathan Carp. What is sort of the difference between you know, in um, like a PhD in like neuroscience, like Dr. Carp has, and a doctor in nursing practice? So my doctorate is in clinical practice. Okay. So basically, um, where a PhD is more of an expert in research, mine is an expert in clinical practice. 
Um, so that would be the difference. And it's focused on um, nursing specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically on, it could be on any number of things. Mine was on uh, patient care and uh, language barriers. That's what my focus was. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, and now, I'm, I'm going to try to segue from your guys' interests back to the, the nursing program. And you, you mentioned the kinds of things, the, the, the LPNs to RN, the LPN with the diploma, the, the associate's degree in science. If somebody is going to enter one of those programs, do they have to know uh, a specialty within nursing? Do they have to know what kind of nurse they want to be when they start out? Or how does, how does that process usually evolve? So our program, or any, I would say any nursing program, um, it's basic. They have to get the basic skills. And once they graduate, then they could focus on specialties. So the nursing program is designed with the core uh, courses that they need in order to become an RN. And so with those core courses, uh, it's med sur- medical surgical nursing, and they, they have a course in maternity, and they have a course uh, with pediatrics. Um, they have a course with community health and mental health. Those are the core courses that they have to take that are incorporated in our nursing program. Uh, once they graduate with their RN, they could specialize in a, uh, different types of nursing, um, obtain either um, through practice, the, the special needs, or they could attain additional education. But the program itself is the basic nursing program in order for them to get their RN. RN. And so- and in terms of the applicants, okay. what you generally find is they do have some sort of background in the healthcare field. They could be a technician at the time um, or working at a nursing home or some sort of medical assistant. But generally they will have some sort of exposure to the healthcare field and that will spur them to um, enter into our program. Also, a lot of them are motivated because they've had a family member who was sick and that had a big influence upon them to guide them towards a career in nursing. So is it a requirement, um, is prior clinical experience a requirement for admission admission into the nursing program? No. Okay, but I'd assume it certainly helps. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And so it's, it, it, I'm hearing, too, that um, some people who, say, if we had a, a rider student um, who hadn't graduated from rider yet but had taken some of those courses, they would be eligible for your program, even though they don't have a BA or a BS yet from rider, if somebody wanted Absolutely. to leave and do that. As long, as long as they had the anatomy and physiology course, a developmental psych course, some, blah, 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 all the things that Sid mentioned, they would still be eligible and that would not be a barrier to admission in your program. Is Absolutely. That cool. And, 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 and again, we evaluate the transcript, so we will tell them these are the classes you need and when you need to complete them and even guide them. Some people need to find out, they need to, under, need to know, hey, where should I take this class? Can I take it at Mercer? Can I take it online? 
uh, can I take it at Delaware County Community College? Right. So you have to sort of guide them along. Right. It certainly um, seems very flexible. Well, well, we're going to come back because part of what Sid is mentioning is the financial component of this. He's, he's not saying that, but that's what he's into again. So we're going to come back and I'm going to ask him about the financial aspects of uh, Capital Health and Nursing Program um, on Health 411 after we break for some underwriting announcements. You are listening to 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Health 411 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell, to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties, to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all-new Health 411, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. 107.7 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. We're recording Health 411 from the Lawrenceville campus at Ryder University. Welcome back. I'm Professor Jonathan Karp. I am here with our student producer, Dan Geller, in conversation with Sharnay Moore-Jervis, the Dean of Capital Health Nursing, and she is joined by Sid Holmes, the recruiter, bursar, um, I guess, registrar, sort of the business guy at the school. Yeah, otherwise <laughs> known as the student affairs coordinator. The student affairs coordinator. Okay, so all those things I mentioned were all part of student affairs. That is very, very true. And so I'm going... I guess I will direct this question a little bit towards Sid um, because he was talking about he will work with students who are interested in getting their nursing degrees at, at Capital Health um, by help guiding them through the process of making sure they have the prerequisite academic background for the program. And um, for a lot of students, that's cost. Um, I can imagine that a school like Ryder University being you know, a private four-year school is a little bit more expensive than some of the community colleges that we've mentioned, like Mercer County Community College or Delaware. I guess, I guess no, Delaware Valley is a university now, right? It is, I think, yeah, yeah I, I think it is. Um, but how about even a state school? And so I think for a lot of students um, coming into this program, cost of getting this background is important. And so Sid, how do you advise the students? How do you manage them? And, um, and I'm gonna put this under the umbrella, um, how do you talk to them to alleviate some of the fears and make them feel like this is possible? Well, a couple of things. When I hear some of the costs at other universities, $40,000 a year, et cetera, et cetera. And I can tell you personally where I went to college and I graduated in 82, it was $4,000 a year. Now it's almost $50,000. So higher education is expensive. However, our costs are very, very, very reasonable. I mean, there's just no way around it that you're going to get a first rate education when you come here and it's not going to cost you a lot of money. Um, a lot of that first rate education is due to the fact is that we are a somewhat small school and our faculty is very hands on. Now, in terms of the cost, I'm just going to use round numbers for the RN program, which is two years. 
the cost is approximately $29,000. But that is deceptive because that includes the cost of the prerequisite classes. So when you subtract those prerequisite classes, it comes out to about $22,000. At the same time, the same thing is true with the, um, with the LPN program. The list might be approximately $15,000, but it comes out to a little bit over $12,000. Okay, so it okay. is very reasonable. Plus, you've got the financial aid component because we, um, our students get financial aid through Mercer. And a lot of our students have, at some point in time, they've been in Mercer. Oh, okay. It, it, it have, works out very well. So, so what you're finding is you work with people, and um, certainly the numbers you're putting out uh, are not some of the horror stories you read in the news about people going to educational programs and, and incurring debt that they take with them for their entire lives. You know, these, these, these sound like the, the financial aid, well, actually, that's a good question. Are these loans, the financial aid packages? Are they grants? How do, how do they work? Aside from loans, okay. <laughs> there are a lot of scholarships okay. that are available. And I, I think Dean Jervis, because it blows my mind, the number of scholarships and how they've been set up. But it, I, it's kind of amazing. And they're based on the history of, um, St. Francis. So I'll let Dean Jervis okay. talk about that. So to answer the question, yes, it's a combination of loans, grants. Um, our students qualify for a variety of things, but we have been blessed to um, have some endowments um, that allow us to give money to our students. And we give scholarships out twice a year um, to students for academic um, and clinical performance. Oh, and excellent. So, um, many times, um, and it's a nice amount of money, I will say. So, so even um, if you're not starting out with some of these awards, you can earn them through yes. sort of academic and clinical achievements in the program. Exactly. Oh, that's sort of, one, so, that's wonderful. So what sort of clinical achievements would be worthy of a scholarship? Um, exhibiting a great bedside manner, um, you know, um, in clinical, exhibiting uh, those skills that you learned appropriately. Um, those are the things that students, uh, if they exhibit that, that warrants, that could warrant them an award. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, it's clinical practice, you know, making sure you follow all the things that you have learned. Um, and we, as instructors, you find that out when you go in the room after a student and, or just observing that they're, making sure that they're following all the steps that they're supposed to follow. And patients will say that student was excellent. They'll be a great nurse. And, and, and we get that a lot. I'm sure that makes you very proud. It does. And speaking from the outside in, Dean Jervis always stresses to students, you have to be professional in whatever you do as a nurse. She never fails even if it's just a conversation between a professor and a student, you've got to be professional about how you carry yourself. She emphasizes that all of the time. <laughs> well, I, that's, that's interesting. I just want to point out, um, and I don't, having not gone to any sort of nursing school, 
Um, the courses that you mentioned as prerequisite courses that the students would need, I'm very familiar with those. Those are like traditional academic stuff. But mm -hmm. a course in how to dress, how to speak to doctors, how to speak to other nurses, how to speak to patients, um, all that decorum kind of thing you're mentioning, Sid, are, are those part of the courses of nursing and, and nursing education? Or are those things you kind of things you pick up as you were saying, you know, the dean of the school tells you this is the kind of stuff you need to do. How do you learn that stuff? You both of you are nodding. <laughs> what I say to that is we have we have orientation. Okay. And we have policies and, and we have a handbook. And so we make sure we go over uh, those behaviors. Um, now, I would say in the very beginning uh, of a fundamentals course, we do talk about communication, which they may learn a little bit. Um, but we do strongly talk about professionalism from day one and the expectations, starting with the dress code, the interaction. My favorite line to the students is every interaction is a potential interview. You never yeah. know who you are meeting um, and the care that you provide. And so I, I stress that, but I guess you could say it's it's part of, it's, it's interwoven in the curriculum. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, because and, and, that is part of our curriculum yeah. is professionalism. And I'm going to add to it. It sounds like what you both are saying is you're trying to or are developing or have a, a very good professional culture, a culture in the school of nursing there that includes that. So the hope would be that everybody that students are inter interacting with on a daily basis is doing all those things. And so Absolutely. you can learn you can learn from your role models. Absolutely. Is that, is that fair to say? Oh, OK. Cool, because that, that that's an important that's an important part of um, like I've never been a nurse, but I've been a patient, you know. Um, and th there are times and places for for students to ex you know exert their individuality and promote their individuality. Um, when you are a, a professional in a hospital, that might not be the time to do it. It's sort of right. I think it also yeah. depends on the patient itself. Maybe the patient would like to, you know, hear about your personal life. It's just, just sort of to make a, a, a connection with who you're treating. I, I don't know. I, I, you also um, don't want to be presumptuous ask. and talk about, oh, they do. Okay. They do. And, um, you know, we've taught them, you know, you be careful what you share mm -hmm. um, because there is a level of privacy, um, but you be careful of what you share. Patients ask because sometimes it's just conversation. Sometimes people want to know who's taking care of me. So even that, we've taught them how to be careful, how to safeguard themselves. Cool. And I'm going to... And you're, and anytime oh, you're around, and, and I used to, um, I majored in biology in college, and I worked as, well, they call them orderlies down there. I graduated from college in Atlanta. I worked as an orderly for a year on a medical floor, and also I was a pulmonary functions technician. And it's almost like you're stepping into a role as an actor. Once you enter that hospital, there's a certain attitude that has to come over your demeanor that is patient focused. You're always trying to figure out what can I do to advance the care of the patient. And once you leave the hospital, you can take that jacket off and you can say, boy, I had a hard day and everything. But there's a certain degree of acting that comes with it. You you just can't break. And that's one thing I like about Dean Jervis because I told her before she's unflappable. 
She just <laughs> always seems to have a cool demeanor. I guess it's an acquired over years and years of being a nurse. Yeah. But it really comes through. It really shines through. And the students see that also. Excellent. And Excellent. that is that is an attitude. I think that's great. That's that's something that they they should strive to emulate is how the dean carries herself. And I do want to hear more about that. You're you're stirring some questions um, in my brain, but we have to take a break for our, our underwriting announcements. Uh, so excuse me for breaking the conversation. We'll be right back with Health Four One One. You are listening to One Hundred Seven Point Seven The Bronx and One Hundred Seven Seven The Bronx dot com. Health Four One One Sunday mornings at ten a.m. on One Hundred Seven Seven The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell, to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties, to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all-new Health 411, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The You're listening to Health 411. We are going to continue our conversation with Dean Charnay Moore Jervis, the Capital Health from the Capital Health Nursing Program, and she is joined by Sid Holmes, ahead of all things related to student affairs. Um, as part of this program. And we have talked about some of the requirements of somebody who wants to get their nursing degree from Capital Health um, for, would have to go through, some of the classes they would have to need, some of the financial things they should be considering. We've talked about nursing culture and the importance of uh, learning from the people around you, not just uh, your, the people in the classroom, but the professionals around you. And it just one of the things that comes to mind is what would happen if you met somebody who wanted to do these pro, the, the, the programs that that you that the Capital Health offers, but says, you know, what I really want to do is what you're doing. I want to go into nursing education. I want either you know at the administrative level, like um, Dean Moore Jervis, or I want to go into sort of the the business sort of background side of nursing education. Is your program an appropriate path for that so this is where they would start because you have to get your basic uh education in nursing before you could advance to nursing education or uh business and nursing education what what i like to tell students is um anything that people do anywhere in the world you can do as a nurse but here is where you start um you know if you want to Flying on planes, you can be a flight nurse. Um, if you want to um, even be in broadcasting, <laughs> there are nurses that uh, do a, a medical segment. So there's anything that you that you want to do, you can do. But here is the path you have to start somewhere, and we want you to start with Capital Health School of Nursing. Cool. Um, and so when you say Capital Health School of Nursing. If you're a graduate of the program, does Capital Health guarantee employment? No, we do not. <laughs> okay. But what That's we like can you, tell you okay. is, 
there's no reason why you should not get your get a, a, a position. There's no reason why you, you should. shouldn't. Okay, and I um, I, I don't mean to embarrass free, anybody and put you on the spot, <laughs> but but and, and I asked that part because one of the things that Ryder has started doing as part of its recruiting efforts, um, and, and I don't know if you've seen the billboards along 295. You know, it says upon graduation, either a job or graduate school. So it's they're sort mm -hmm. of like they're adding this sort of value added. But okay. I, Capital Health's not quite doing that. But it's, but the answer is there's no. If you wanted to work here, there's probably no reason why you couldn't. Absolutely. Yeah. Our graduates all find jobs. Mm -hmm. So while there isn't a guarantee, our graduates find jobs. Mm -hmm. And there, somebody and they might want to find them yeah. in the in the area that they would like to. Correct. And some people might want to move away, or there's family reasons. There's a whole lot of reasons people not, might not. Absolutely. Want, and we have students forced. that that um, move after they graduate all over the country. Um, so there's no reason why they can't. And they're eligible to take their boards wherever they like. Yeah, and no one's going to force you to work at Capital Health just because you went to school there. No, <laughs> so, not at all. Yeah. So you've recently, as, as part of my duties, I have to provide transcripts for students, and they all have them sent to different employers and all of that. And one thing that I'm finding is very popular is that you've got a lot of nurses who are enjoying the aspect of being a travel nurse, where they get to go to different parts of the country and all of that, and and. And do it that yep. way. Yeah, so I know. I know people doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've recent Capital Health School of Nursing has recently graduated its first class, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. correct? Absolutely. So, so looking towards the future, what sorts of changes or sort of evolution to the nursing program would you like to see? Um, well, I would like to see the program to continue to grow. Um, we've actually had a request from some people to do an evening program, a weekend program. So we just want the program to continue to grow. So we would love to be able to offer an evening program, a weekend program. That's what we'd like to see, mm -hmm. um, for it to continue to grow and um, benefit the community and also the uh, health system. Very good. Cool. How many students are enrolled at Capital Health Nursing Program now? And is that number going to stay the same? Is the idea to grow it? And how big could it get? Um, well, Capital Health wants it to grow and grow. Um, currently, uh, because we just graduated a class, uh, right now on campus, we only have about 32 students. Um, our high number to accommodate the facility we, in, we are in would be 100. So we're currently um, during our fall enrollment. Um, and so... Um, we hope to be close to the number uh, that we would like to be for the fall. That's very cool. So people who are interested, is, is, is it a rolling admissions? Is there, are there admissions deadlines? Um, if, if this conversation's got somebody so motivated and they're going, oh man, that's, I wanna do that. Uh, like, what, like what sort of like calendar should they have in their head? Well, we have we do have rolling admissions, which means that we um, we will take applications all year. But the application deadline for our LPN program is the twenty eighth of February. Our application deadline for the RN program is the thirty first of March. And one component of that is that you also must take the T's exam, which is the nursing entrance exam, along with these classes. 
Okay. And, and well, you, you would provide accept applications year round. Okay. But you would provide guidance about when that exam is offered and where to go, all that, all that kind. It's part of the application process of is bringing all that out. Um, that's part of the hand holding process. That's it. <laughs> with that P's exam. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, is there a website that somebody could go to, or a phone number to call? How how uh, yeah. we're on the radio, but how would you like us to? How would you like somebody who's interested to find you? Well, we're available at the Capital Health website, capitalhealth.org, okay. and their um, medical programs. We are the nursing program. All of the information is there, but they can also give us a call um, or send us an email. All of that information is provided on the website. Okay, so your contact information is at capitalhealth.org under nursing. Yeah, yeah. and after uh, scroll down to academic partners, you would scroll down to the bottom of the page. And then our main number is 609-599-5190. Oh, cool. Now we're down to our last uh, three or four minutes of, of this segment. Is there anything about the nursing program at Capital Health that you really um, want to get out there that want to talk about that Dan or I have not touched upon? So there's two things um, that I want to say. We highlighted a, a few minutes ago that you can reach out to Sid to send your information if you're not sure. Hey, do I have enough of the coursework? Before you even submit your application, you can reach out to him to make sure that you have what you need or to find out what you need to apply. Secondly, um, and this is just a plug that we are looking for full-time and adjunct faculty. So if there's anyone that has their master's of science and nursing, and is interested in teaching um, and at a nursing school, we do have open positions. And that can also be found on our Capital Health uh, website. Well, are, are the positions on the teaching side full-time or part-time? Full-time and adjunct. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. I, I would assume if you get that word out, uh, you'll find a lot of people in the community. I, I, I'm met by people all the time and go, oh, you're a professor at like a school like Ryder? I would love to teach. <laughs> but it's not, as you know, it's not always quite that easy. But, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I, 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 I but you, you, guys, you guys probably hear that all, all the time too. Um, yeah, and my email, email address is yeah. sholmes, Holmes like Sherlock, sholmes1 at capitalhealth.org. And also we do monthly Zoom sessions um, that will that happen from September through well we've extended them sometimes through April but that's those dates are also available on the website and those are pretty well attended any question um, and we even get folks who've applied for the program they give each other hints and everything about how to take tests and and where they can take the classes and which is the best way to, to get through, to get your prerequisites done and everything. We get quite a few folks who join in on those Zoom calls. Those dates are available. And of course, we'll have flyers that we will distribute. But again, that information is found on the website. And it sounds like it's very consistent with what um, Dean Moore Jervis and Sid are talking about, about developing a culture of professionalism, a culture that's not um, intimidating um, that's more welcoming for people who really want to do this. They should not be scared of, of reaching out and finding information, and they'll help guide you through it. Did I capture that well? Absolutely. 
Excellent. I mean, the key to everything is good faculty, I feel. I think you guys check those boxes. Cool. We absolutely do. I'm very grateful for the team um, that works along with me. Um, again, we're a small school, but we have a mighty punch, and we provide um, a great uh, experience, I believe. And the faculty is very hands-on. They know the students. They guide them through. They advise them very, very well. Yeah, throughout the program. That's key. So Absolutely. I'm getting the wrap-up signal here from Dan. Um, I want to thank Dean Charnay Jervis and Sid Holmes from Capital Health uh, School of Nursing. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been a great conversation. Um, this is 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. We're recording from the Digital Bronx Studios. Thank you for listening to this program, Health 411. This Health 411 program is part of Capital Health and Rider University's efforts to bring people together to talk about issues associated with all aspects of health and healthcare. We hope today's conversation has given you information and things to think about about nursing education at Capital Health. If you have questions and or comments about this program or want to make suggestions for future broadcasts, please email us at health411 at rider.edu. Remember, you have a doctor's appointment scheduled for every Sunday at 10 a.m. Don't miss the all-new Health 411 with Dr. Jonathan Karp and our expert medical guest from Capital Health. You can listen to Health 411 anytime on demand. Go to 1077thebronc.com slash health411 to listen to past episodes or tune in every Thursday at 9 a.m. to hear the weekend rewind edition of Health 411. Health 411 on 1077 the Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. Capital Health is the region's leader in providing progressive quality patient care with exceptional physicians, nurses, and staff, as well as advanced technology.